Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Mornings with Monette. I've been doing a series on marriage. To tell you the truth, I am so passionate about this subject, I can't stop thinking about it. The interesting thing, when I've been listening back to some of my episodes I've recorded, because I've been putting out so many episodes on the subject of marriage, I know it's not about me, it's about you. The conversation of marriage, to me, outside of sharing our faith as a Christian, is the most important conversation we can have. I've been trying to establish the Christian foundation in the first half of these episodes. I have on a bulletin board in my makeshift office these words, Biblical truths and my personal relationship with Jesus Christ is my foundation. I read this every morning as a reminder. I am praying before I write and record an episode that I can get out of the way. I know you may be hurting in your marriage right now. I get it. Being married married 30 plus years, marriage, (laughs) there are times that can be really painful and you lose hope. I also know getting through the pain, fighting for the bigger picture, Your marriage is so worth it. One day when I stand before the Lord, I want him to say to me, Good job, my humble and faithful servant. I feel that he wants me to do this in my marriage. I feel strongly about the commitment and the covenant of marriage. If this is your first episode listening, I highly recommend and encourage you to go back and listen to the first episode about marriage in this series And listen to each one in this series. They build on each other. So where are we going on this episode? I thought you would ask that question. We are going to talk about some practical ideas. And I may go a little longer than 15 minutes. Sorry about that. I can't help myself. The last episode we talked about our feelings of unworthiness. And we need to go to the source. Create a time each morning to spend time with our Creator. I shared a couple of apps that I use. I encourage you to get a prayer journal. Write each morning the prayers you have on your heart. Again, this is the foundation. Now I'm going to ask you a direct question. I want you to be honest. Do you want a strong, thriving, passionate, loving marriage? I don't want a flippant answer of something like, of course I do. Do you really want this? Or do you like how it's going? He has his things. You have your things. You don't fight much. You like your arrangement. I want you to be truthful and honest. No one knows what's going on in your mind except God and you. Our mind is a playground of thoughts. Your brain is going 24-7. I don't know. Do you fantasize about being married to someone else? Do you think sometimes I could do better by myself? Or maybe you think, my kids need me. I'm their advocate. They are my number one priority. I'll work on my marriage when the kids are out of the house. What I'm talking about here is the brutal truth. Are you holding your spouse hostage in your mind with anger and unforgiveness? Things that have happened through your marriage and that you have never really forgiven him for. How do you feel about your marriage right now? Do you love him? Is there any passion left in your marriage? 
As I ask you these questions, how does it make you feel? What I'm talking about right here is crucial. I shared a lot about Christian marriage, who we are in Christ, where we get our worth. Now we've come to the place of you. You know your heart. You know your mind. Do you want a strong, thriving, passionate marriage? We can fool ourselves. We can say and do one thing on the outside, but our inner thoughts is where the truth lies. Right now, are you okay with your marriage? Or maybe down deep you know, or you both have veered off the path. You're cordial. It's good enough. You've figured out how to get along, but you're basically good roommates. You know why I ask this? Because I've been there. I want to share something that came to me a while back. I was thinking about raising my kids. They're all grown now and they're out of the house. And I loved being a mom. I was thinking about how God designed moms to love their kids unconditionally. That no matter what they did or do, I don't hold it a grudge at all. They could kill someone and my feelings for them would not change. It's almost magical. I don't have to produce those feelings. They are innate. They're something inside of me. I mean, do you feel this way? I believe our unconditional love for our children is a gift from God. Okay, stay with me on this. So I I used to think about, why didn't God give me the unconditional love that I have for my children for my husband? Why didn't God give me unconditional love for my spouse? It's not the same right? I can remember some of my husband and I's first arguments. I can remember when I felt his injustice, his unfairness, his anger. I can remember back in some of our fights where my words were so awful that I still regret saying them to this day. I mean, we had the fight 20 years ago. I have a pretty good recall of the ugliness we went through in our marriage. I've often wondered, I hardly remember my kids, the things that they did wrong. I've wondered, why didn't God give me that same unconditional love for my husband that he gave me for my kids? Have you ever pondered that idea? Really, really think about it. If you've had kids, don't you just get this innate feeling of unconditional love? They can do no wrong. Or if they have done something wrong, you you forgive them and you forget about it. Have you ever thought about this? This is what I've come up with. Marriage is supposed to be this way. If we had unconditional love for our husband, we wouldn't have to learn to forgive. We wouldn't have to learn to let things go and work at it again. We wouldn't have to consciously learn to see the things in us that are deceitful and selfish. We have to learn to trust and make decisions with another human being. We wouldn't have to see that loving our spouse is a choice. It's not a given. Think about how marriage has changed you. It grows you up. It matures you. You learn to collaborate, cooperate, and build something with another human being. You give your spouse your trust. You learn to forgive, or you don't. And you learn to work, to adjust to each other's differences. We don't have unconditional love for our spouse because this allows, within the boundaries of marriage, it changes us for God's good, for the world's good. Our spouse experiences the same thing, of course. We get to exercise free will, use our thinking brain, 
If we choose, we can create a beautiful, strong, thriving, passionate marriage or not. Do you see where I'm going with this? We get to choose. Now back to the original question I was asking. Do you want a strong, thriving, passionate, loving marriage? Are you willing to do the work, the things it'll take? Or is this all just one more time you're thinking this is all good, but this will never work for me? If you knew my specific situation, this is what you're thinking. If you knew my husband, you would never be throwing this out and asking me to really work at this. And you have all your reasons and your justification that your husband is a jerk. It is what it is. There is no hope. This is as good as it gets and it's as good as it will ever be. You're convinced. And I'm going to say one thing here because it's important. If you or your spouse are threatening divorce, this is serious. It is not a game. It will not give you or him leverage. This is the beginning of the end. You have injected the thought, I'm leaving. Fear and non-trust enters your marriage. Again, I'm not you. I do not know your specifics, but this is serious. Once the conversation of divorce enters the picture, your marriage is in trouble. I mean, real trouble. It doesn't mean it's over, but this is serious. This is one of the most important decisions you can make in your marriage is never put the question of divorce on the table. And if you have, you need to go to your spouse if you want to save your marriage and have the conversation about taking that conversation off the table to quit threatening with it, to quit using it as a weapon. It will destroy your marriage. I've seen it over and over again, and I came close in my own marriage with the foolishness of the threat. I want a divorce, especially in moments of anger. So my question now is, is your marriage worth saving? This is why I believe God has put this on my heart. I believe God can save a marriage. He's God. This is where, like my mom used to say, she had the saying, where the rubber meets the road, the truth. Do you love your spouse? Do you want a strong, thriving, passionate, loving marriage? Because I believe this is a choice. If we are wishy-washy, if we are being driven by our emotions, if we get our feelings hurt and run to our family or friends and share all the ugliness of our marriage and then expect them to stand strong with us because we decide we're going to stick around, this is not healthy, but we all do it. I'm guilty of the same thing. We are delusional. You know what I'm talking about here. Moving forward on this discussion of marriage, your thoughts are powerful. The Bible teaches believers to take every thought captive. Okay, here we go. 2 Corinthians 10.5 in the NIV. This means capturing thoughts that oppose God's knowledge, making them obey Christ. It guards against ungodly thinking, aligning with Christian values, and avoiding faith-conflicting ideas. That is taking our thoughts captive. Okay, so let's hold on to this truth. If we get honest and we make the decision we want that thriving, passionate, loving marriage, what's the next step? After putting our priorities straight and spending time with God each morning in His Word, which was the first step, right? It's a baby step. But the next step is rebuilding your passion for your husband. 
Now, remember when I said, I want you to write down your love story, how you met your husband, how you fell in love with him. I want you to revisit it all. The feelings, the thoughts you had about him. What made you fall in love with him? The dreams you had for your marriage. When you thought about things he was saying and doing that made your heart melt, that euphoric feeling, that is still available. I want you to stick with me here. It's one thought away. We take for granted how powerful our thoughts are. Remember when you were first married, how you felt the sun rose and set on your spouse and that he could do no wrong? Even if he did something that kind of bugged you, it was a minor offense, you let it go. You just knew you loved him more than you cared about that minor offense. Remember those feelings? I want you to live in these feelings right here. Don't start fighting with me on this. Don't go to the place and start defending your anger and disappointment. We are going to allow this seed to grow. It's the very beginning of taking your thoughts captive. We are making stuff up and making it real in our thoughts first. We get to choose. We have been given free will. So what if you could be more attracted to your spouse? More in love, more connected than you were when you first got married. I'm telling you, this is available. God has given you the gift of your spouse. Satan will do everything possible to destroy that. That's our foundation. That is why we started in these episodes building the foundation. This is not man's idea. The idea of marriage, it's God's idea. If you continue to listen to the world, you will have a counterfeit marriage. So this is your homework for you this week. If you choose to accept this mission, get out that journal. I want you to write in this journal where we just went. I want you to write and think about the good stuff. When you first met your husband, when you fell in love with him, write all the details. This should be fun. Think through that point that everything you can think of that made you happy, that made you fall in love with him, that made your heart melt. Write all those feelings. Write the situations when he surprised you with something. Trips you've ta- been on since you've been married and you were totally connected. Those unforgettable dates that you were on when you first were falling in love with him. You're the only one that knows the answers to this. Every time you think of something else, I want you to write it down. Allow yourself to take a journey down memory lane. This is the good stuff. Have fun with this. Write as much as you can think of. What were the feelings? You have so much that has been left dormant for so long because who really talks about those feelings anymore? Nobody. You talk about what ticks you off about your husband. I'm wanting you right now to do this exercise. Write it all down. These are your thoughts and your memories. Okay, I want you to sit in these feelings. I want you to indulge yourself in these feelings. God gave us the ability to remember. I want you to remember That passion and those feelings are yours. I want you to keep returning to your journal this week. And every time you think of another situation that was either funny or it was just where you just fell a little more in love with him, I want you to write those down. Okay, this is big. This is a project I want you to spend time on. Okay, step number two. I want you to start praying for your husband. There was one season of my marriage where I did not want to stay married. 
Satan was working overtime. He knew where I was vulnerable, and that's where he attacked. I mean, I wanted out. I went to see my Christian counselor friend with full intent to end my marriage. He talked me off the ledge. He knew I was in a spiritual battle. He had me read The Praying Wife by Stormy Ortman or Ottman. I hated that assignment. I did read the book and I began to pray for my husband. I I did the assignment even though I was kicking and screaming, but I was willing to humble myself enough to listen. Through this experience, God softened my heart one more time. I want you to make a promise to me. You will pray for your husband. Read her book if you need some encouragement. The Praying Wife. God can perform miracles. He performed a miracle in my life. I got back into believing that we could save our marriage. It was one little turning spot, but it was huge. I want you to pray for your marriage. I want you to pray for your husband. I want you to pray for your husband specifically to fall in love with him again. I want you to pray that God will direct him and help him with his anger toward you. If he is angry with you, whatever, wherever you are, you know what you need to pray. And I want you to come back. This is step three. Come back next week and keep listening to my episodes that I'm putting out. We're on this journey together, not just to save your marriage from divorce, but to have the most strong, passionate, loving marriage imaginable. Right now you're doubting me, but I know what I'm sharing with you. It's 100% a possibility. Okay, we're going to leave it here. Share my podcast with your friends. I'm so excited the response I'm getting from doing this series on marriage. So many new listeners. So many people are listening, which brings me great satisfaction. Because it's not about me. It's about saving marriage, which I believe is God's gift to us if we don't get caught up in the world and we go back to the basics. We go back to the one that created marriage. All right. Be sure and follow my podcast if you haven't done so, so you don't miss an episode. They come out each and every week. And over the last couple of weeks, I've gone over my 15 minutes that I've limited myself, but I'm, I just am so passionate about what I'm sharing with you right now. It's the practical part of what I'm sharing that will change your life. If you trust me, and more than trust me, trust God. Pray about this. All right. I appreciate you for listening. And I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. Have you tried this yet? Monette. See you in next week's episode of Mornings with Monette as we continue our series on marriage.